I'm Scott Jennings, and thanks for listening to the Flyover Country podcast. We're inside Flyover Country's studio today, and we're not doing a roundtable or a big interview, but I have written a column, and I wanted you to hear my thoughts and latest comments about a big issue in Louisville, Kentucky, and that was the attempted assassination of one of the leading candidates for mayor, Craig Greenberg, who's a Democrat and a prominent member of Louisville's Jewish community. You may have heard about this in the national news. Someone literally tried to kill Greenberg, and 48 hours later, he was out of jail, bailed out by the Black Lives Matter movement. This is a vital topic, addressing political violence in America. You're on Flyover Country. Stay with me. Attention passengers, we ask that you please fasten your seatbelts at this time and secure all baggage underneath your seat or in the overhead compartments. Flyover Country with Scott Jennings is prepared for takeoff. I'm Scott Jennings, and thanks for listening. Here's my latest comment. You know, Louisville, Kentucky has become one of the most violent cities in America. So violent, in fact, that one of its most vocal gun control activists, a Black Lives Matter protester who'd been promoted by the local progressive establishment for years, attempted to murder a Democratic candidate for mayor on Valentine's Day. Quintez Brown, age 21, opened fire at close range on candidate Craig Greenberg at Greenberg's campaign office. A bullet tore through Greenberg's sweater as his staff scrambled to barricade the door. It was a miracle that no one was killed. Brown was charged with attempted murder and wanton endangerment. This shooting is but the latest example of political violence in America, where activists take their grievances to unacceptable extremes. And it's another case where we all need to be honest about exactly what happened. You know, for such a young person, Brown had lived a very public life. He wrote for his college paper at the University of Louisville and for the Courier-Journal, which is the paper of record in Louisville, Kentucky. He appeared on MSNBC with Joy Reid. He met several progressive luminaries like Barack Obama, Al Sharpton, and Kentucky Senate candidate Charles Booker. He was showered with praise and attention and adulation. And somewhere along the way, he was taught to deeply mistrust Republicans, white people, and institutions. And he was also taught that he would be rewarded if, with more attention if he eloquently expressed those views. Here's some quotes. Number one. Where I come from, it's like a war zone, Brown told MSNBC's Joy Reid in 2018 when talking about the kind of gun violence that he himself would later participate in. Here's another one. Kentucky's concealed carry law shows your life doesn't matter to gun-loving Republicans. That was a headline on a Brown piece in 2019 in the Courier-Journal. Another of his headlines read, Quit asking whether white men are racists and instead just hold them all accountable. In 2020, Brown again found himself in the spotlight when Black Lives Matter protests and riots paralyzed downtown Louisville for months. Brown was right in the middle of it, one of the most visible and media-friendly activists. In 2021, Brown strangely disappeared for two weeks, prompting a media manhunt as the local reporters who had promoted him tweeted and wrote incessantly about his disappearance. Rumors circulated in the community that he had been killed by police. He was eventually located on a park bench in New York City. Brown reemerged in 2022, claiming to be running for local office and apparently and unfortunately drifting toward even more radical politics than before. The Daily Beast reported that Brown had been meeting in recent days with a black nationalist organization with a long history of anti-Semitic views. Now, we don't know for sure yet what led Brown to shoot at Craig Greenberg, who is a prominent figure in Louisville's Jewish community. But it is more than fair to ask, 
whether this was a hate crime. In fact, I'd submit there's more evidence that this shooting may have been a hate crime than there ever was for the notion that Kyle Rittenhouse was a white supremacist. And yet, one of those cases prompted attention from Joe Biden, and one, as of this recording, has not. Is it any wonder that Brown's story ended this way, though? He was present during riots in 2020 that were frequently labeled peaceful, even though we could all see the smashed and boarded up windows, the looted businesses, and the street fires. In Louisville, two cops were shot. What did Quintez Brown learn in those protests and riots? Well, he learned that violence will be excused by many as long as the mob's cause is judged to be right or moral. This is a reckoning moment for Louisville and maybe for the nation. We must snap out of this alternate reality, and we have to discuss these matters openly and honestly, and we have to stop justifying and rationalizing violence for those who want instant political gratification. In some ways, Brown's attempt at murdering Greenberg is the logical conclusion of the 2020 protests that he was involved in and the natural culmination of the kinds of influences to which he had been exposed. Here's a quote for you. The struggle against the negative forces of genocide and fascism will not end at the ballot box of the ruling class, Brown wrote last month on his Medium account. In retrospect, it was pretty clear where this man's life was headed. It's really no different than the insurrectionists of January 6th, the Republican National Committee passed a resolution calling their actions legitimate political discourse, as though we all didn't see the Capitol being smashed and defiled or the cops being beaten. What happened there was the natural conclusion of Donald Trump's campaign to overturn the election based on unadulterated lies. The attempt on Greenberg's life happened because Brown was conditioned to mistrust institutions and to evidently embrace violence as an acceptable path to justice. January 6th happened because the rioters were conditioned to hate institutions and to embrace violence as a path to power. And yet, we're all asked to call it something other than what it is by the people who have at least some culpability for the violence itself. These situations fester and they end in disaster because Americans live in fear. We've been bullied to not stray from certain narratives or else you'll be ostracized or canceled, banned from social media. You challenge the peaceful protesters, you become a racist. You challenge Donald Trump and you happen to be a Republican, you get labeled a rhino. Our national discourse has been hijacked by political bullies and their media enforcers. And ordinary Americans must recover it immediately. The vast middle of America, those who live between the 20-yard lines, must rise up and say, enough is enough. This moment in our national discourse requires courage and honesty. Courage, I say, like that displayed by Greenberg and his staff on the day of the shooting. If we fail here, if narratives and bullies prevail, God help us. Violence in pursuit of political goals will become the rule, not the exception. I'm Scott Jennings. Thanks for listening to Flyover Country. That's my latest comment. We've got exciting shows coming up. We appreciate you being part of the Flyover Country community. Flyover Country with Scott Jennings is a production of Bluegrass Media Lab, coming to you from the heart of Middle America, Louisville, Kentucky. If you like what you heard, subscribe to Flyover Country on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure your seat backs and folding trays are in their full upright position. 
Cabin crew, please take your seats for landing and thank you for choosing Flyover Country with Scott Jennings.